If you're going to pray the prayer of faith and have it activated, much like Jesus had the prayer of faith activated in his life, you see, he didn't start his ministry until he was baptized in the Holy Ghost. How many of you are in ministry? About uh, a third of you. The rest of you are, you just don't know it yet. Everybody is called to full-time ministry. I don't care where you make your income from. What that, that's not the issue, where your income. That's how we in the church uh, evaluate full-time ministry today is where we get our income from. That's not the issue. Our, our ministry is a lifetime calling from Jesus, and we all have <clears throat> responsibility to... Uh, 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 be in the ministry every place we go, be sensitive to the Holy Ghost uh, with every person we meet, and be, be reaching in to the Holy Ghost anointing that we're clothed with to pull down and pull out from Him the anointing that is needed to, for a, a miracle to happen with the person we're praying for. Amen. We have a calling to full-time ministry. And so I'm here to suggest, <coughs> excuse me, uh, that's non-alcoholic? Yeah. yeah, okay, just checking. <laughs> <coughs> Living water. <laughs> Amen. If you're going to pray the prayer of faith like Jesus prayed, then you better start on the foundation Jesus established. When he was walking out in the desert and dry place, says he saw this big multitude and he was moved with compassion. Your prayer of faith won't be worth much of a flip if you don't have any compassion. So Father, I just, just pray after me, will you? Dear Heavenly Father, this morning, I want to learn to pray the prayer of faith. Therefore I ask, King of Israel, give me of your compassion. Help me feel compassion, know compassion, experience compassion like you did, Jesus. Help me have compassion for people I've never met. In the name of Jesus, I ask for a new compassionate anointing. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Friends, we must... Oh, thank you, Lord. Yeah. You see, whatever a man asks, that he receives. Amen? You must, uh, we must allow the Lord... To give us a new dose of Holy Ghost compassion if we're going to pray the prayer of faith. Amen? Amen. We've got to have compassion for people we weren't even sure we loved. Amen. Amen. He began uh, his uh, prayer of faith there in the desert by asking... Uh, after he found out that they only had two loaves and uh, two, five loaves and two fishes, by the way, in Finland, Debbie and I have visited a place right on the Finnish-Russian border 
called Five Loaves and Two Fishes. It's a, it's a wonderful place. Out in the distance, there's a tower out there where a machine gun stands watching the border of Russia where uh, they're expecting Jews to flood that border and come into Finland. Uh, uh, I, some have, uh, but they're expecting a big overflow. Uh, so uh, we just need to pray. Amen? God, give us compassion for the Jews who need to get out and get back to their homeland so that whatever you do, Lord, in your homeland, the Jews can observe it and so the Jews can be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Jesus began to pray the prayer of faith uh, and he had the five loaves and uh, he, he found out what resources they had. He said, what do you have? And they said, five loaves and two fishes. Uh, So Jesus began his prayer of faith with some substance. When you pray your prayer of faith, you begin with some substance. Uh, Jesus says, well, what do you have? And they said, five loaves and two fishes. This morning, I'm going to be asking you, what do you have? What is your resource? What has God given you? What do you have? Do you have unusual love and uncommon compassion for people uh, or a certain kind of people when you meet them walking down the street or waiting at the intersection for the pedestrians to walk across do you have an unusual compassion do you have a prayer of faith in waiting do you have a prayer of faith that's just kind of bubbling over all the time and you're looking for somebody to release it on Mm, it's kind of how jesus lived If we're going to pray a prayer of faith and have it do what Jesus' prayer did, then we're going to have to have a prayer of faith ready. We're going to have to be looking for a place to release it. We're going to have to be looking for people who are hurting and looking for people who are desperate or depressed or something simple. It doesn't make much difference. If they need a prayer of faith, they need a prayer of faith. And you're supposed to be a believer. You're supposed to have a prayer of faith ready. And you're supposed to be ready always to give an answer to every man who asks you for the reason of the hope that lieth within you with meekness and fear. Hallelujah. Do you desire to learn the prayer of faith in a new dimension? Hallelujah. I heard about ten people say amen, Pastor. I was hoping for unanimity, thank you. I like this guy. I'll take him anywhere I minister because he's a help in every dimension. Hallelujah. Yeah, what was that? Uh, (laughs) We need to be united at Church of Living Water to be ready to pray a prayer of faith and, and desire to have it operating stronger. Amen? What do you have that you could pray this prayer of faith with? Do you have the gift of faith? Amen. Some of you are not sure. Have you asked for it? If you've asked for it, you've received it. It's really that simple. When I was a Mennonite and uh, and I was saved there, 
and then I finally was introduced to uh, the Pentecost uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit and, of course, a beautiful woman at the same time. That helped. And hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Uh, I, I, I wanted to receive, and so they had me ask for it. Well, right at that moment, the first time I asked for it, I received something, but I didn't know what it was. It wasn't, it didn't fulfill all my expectations and, and didn't do to me what I thought it was supposed to do. And so I went eight years, eight years struggling to receive. And then when I finally, uh, the mayor of Turlock, Chris Christofferson, came and uh, prayed for me and I received and all of a sudden it was the very same thing that happened to me the first time I prayed and had a couple little odd syllables or nonsensical stuff going on here and uh, that it just took off from there and then I realized I've had it all these eight years. The struggle was for nothing. If you have asked God for the gift of faith, you have received it. Hallelujah. And he's just waiting for you to step out and use it. Hallelujah. So do you have the gifts of healings? If you've asked for it, you have it. If you haven't asked for it, do it today. Hallelujah. Do you have an uncommon boldness, a willingness to step out of the box? If there's anybody who's willing to step out of the box, it's Pam Waldrum. She kind of lives outside the box. And I'm so thankful for that. Hallelujah. I won't tell you the story, but just recently uh, I was in Florida and I needed something. And I sat on the doctor's table uh, getting an exam. And when... When uh, I was hearing news, I couldn't hardly stand, and I wasn't expecting. My wife called up Pam's word and read my mail, encouraged my soul, reminded me of the promises, and, and they were all outside the box. It was what I needed. Hallelujah. Outside the box, inside the word. Hallelujah. Do you have boldness? What do you have? Do you have a calling of God on your life to pray? Are you an intercessor? If, I, I, I propose this to you, if, how, how many have a calling of God to pray? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That means you have a portion of faith. He wouldn't call you to pray if you had no faith at all. And the portion you have is good enough to begin with. The portion you have is stronger than you think. The portion you have is not handicapped. The portion you have is real live stuff. The portion you have can do anything that anybody's faith can do. The portion you have is what God gave you. And he's just asking the question this morning, what do you have? I believe you have more than you think you have. Hallelujah. What do you have? Do you have a, a uh, uh, promise that God has given you in your spirit years ago that if you would do a certain thing, he would do a certain thing? Hallelujah. If you have a promise 
that God has given you from his word, all the answers to the promises are, yea, I will, amen, amen, to the glory of God. So you have, you have the foundational elements to pray the prayer of faith on the same level Jesus did. Oh, he's our example. He's the one we aim for. You're not aiming for it to be a Larry. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, you're aiming to follow Jesus. You're his disciple. Amen? <clears throat> what is your experience? What's your track record? What do you have? Have you, uh, when I say what's your track record, how many have ever prayed for somebody to be healed in some form, some, some issue, and they were? Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That means... That means, you could be arguing in, in your mind right now and saying, but it was just a cold or it was just a flu or just a, a, a something small. That's not the question and it's not the issue. You'll miss it entirely. The issue is, if you had faith to pray for somebody's healing and they were healed, that means to me that the good work God started in you, he will perform it. We usually don't begin by raising the dead. If we could, God can do that. It's as simple as his measure of grace and anointing coming on us when we're available. But usually we have to grow. And so if you prayed a prayer of faith and someone was healed, that means that, that uh, he is showing you that you have a track record. He'll pay attention to your prayer. The faith you have came from heaven and he honored it. And he's trying to tell you that you can pray the prayer of faith stronger every time you open your mouth. Yes. Hallelujah. He's trying to mature us. He's trying to grow us up. Hallelujah. What substance do you have to begin with? <clears throat> Jesus, when he was praying the prayer of faith, getting ready to feed 5,000, he says he took the bread and he looked up toward heaven. To me, that's very significant. Very significant. He knew who he was and to whom he belonged. He knew where his resource or source was. And he knew it to be the Father. Are you with me? When you pray the prayer of faith, you need to know who you are. You need to know that you're connected. You need to make sure, just like Jesus, when, when he looked up toward heaven, he was acknowledging that he was the Son and that the Father is the Father and that he was acknowledging he was in the right place. He was honoring his office, but to make sure he was going to make sure Jesus, uh, he's going to make sure his Father got the glory. Hallelujah. When you pray the prayer of faith, you have to make sure that the Father receives the glory. Jesus had every right to receive the glory. He is the, the Son of Man. He is the Son of God. He is the Redeemer. He is the, the, the uh, uh, Savior, Deliverer, Healer, Provider, and all those things. But he was establishing a model so that we could have this meeting today. He knew we'd be looking at what he modeled. And he said, I want you also 
to glorify the Father. When you pray the prayer of faith, you're not summing your own strength. You're submitting to His. Hallelujah. Say, Father, I want to pray the prayer of faith stronger than I've ever prayed it. And when it's time for me to pray, it's not for my glory. I'm submitting to yours. It's for your purpose in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This this, uh, looking up towards heaven established the fact that Jesus was saying, I'm in the right place at the right time. Hallelujah. If you're going to pray a prayer of faith, and somebody's life is going to be changed and their body's going to be healed and they're going to be saved and, and forgiven and, and whatever you're praying about, you need to understand, wow, you're just like Jesus. You're in the right place at the right time and you've been given an assignment and you're going to follow it. Amen. Hallelujah. Follow Jesus' example. Hallelujah. Uh, Jesus was also establishing when he looked up toward heaven that he was not a loose cannon. Yes, he was submitted, and you better be. By the way, for those leaders in the church, you know who you are. Uh, You won't want to miss tonight. Tonight, we're going to be praying that God would show you his credentialing process for your ministry. And we're going to be praying that you'll submit to his credentialing process. You won't want to miss it. God gave it to me uh, just uh, this last week, and, and uh, uh, we, we won't go long, but I want you to be here. I want to impart to our home church leaders what you need and what God gave. Amen? All right. Jesus blessed the substance. He took the bread at the beginning and uh, he declared to to his father that the bread was going to be blessed. And uh, I want to say, whatever you have to start with, you need to declare it blessed. This is really a simple message today, isn't it? But sometimes the best messages are just following the little steps and phases Jesus modeled so that we can do the same in a real simple way. Amen? Amen. I want you to think of what your substance is that you have to offer. And right now, I I want you to just declare it that it's blessed. Amen. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Name what you have and declare it that it's blessed. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Then Jesus took the bread, and I guess the fish too, I'm not sure. But he took the bread anyway, and he broke it. Well, why did he do that? Oh, we could read something into it and probably be right. He was prophesying that the bread was his broken body. I think that's accurate. It is accurate. 
That could be what he meant. Hallelujah. But I want to share something with you. I'm sorry. Uh, I want to share something with you. When Jesus took the bread, looked up toward heaven, declared a blessed, and he broke it, I declare to you something unique and wonderful was happening. He was breaking the limitations off the bread. Hallelujah. Just let that sink in a little bit. He was breaking off its limitations. The bread by itself could not multiply. He had to break off its limitations. Now, this is a Larry conclusion, but it's what I see. You just need to know that this is how Larry sees the Word, and this is how the Holy Spirit deals with Larry to see little things in the Word. I hope he has certain things that he does with you. When he broke it and broke off its limitations, I propose that our Lord was temporarily suspending natural laws. Mm. He was temporarily suspending the natural law that, for that bread that he set in motion at creation. Because the natural law, the, the supernatural, could not function unless he who set that law in motion suspended it for the bread only. Now when he broke the bread, he was pointing to the bread. I'm suspending bread, your natural laws. If he hadn't have broken the bread and indicated that's what law he was suspending, everything would have went chaos all around him. Every weed and every tree and everything would have, wow, it would have been real chaos. But he was pointing to the bread, I'm breaking off your limitations. And uh, I'm setting in order, uh, uh, I'm declaring that in a moment, you are free to multiply at my word. You're free to do what I tell you to do. And so uh, uh, this, super, this law was suspended for a, just a brief period of time so that when they distributed it, it could multiply freely. Hallelujah. Well, what does that mean spiritually to you and me in praying the prayer of faith? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> ah, Hallelujah. When we pray for somebody's heart to be healed, so then we can pray the prayer of faith and declare, Heart, I suspend your natural laws for a moment. Body, I suspend your natural laws for a moment. And I'm calling upon the name of the Lord that he can reach down and supernaturally go to work inside there. And he can make a a, a new valve grow into place or whatever is necessary. Uh, At my word, because I have authority in Christ Jesus and I declare to you, heart, be healed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praying the prayer of faith, we need to break off limitations. We need to suspend natural laws sometimes 
for some things. And uh, we need to bless the natural laws. At other time, if our children have a cold or a flu, we bless the natural laws of body recovery. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, uh, the body to put up a new resistance and, and fight this thing off uh, supernaturally by the Holy Ghost. We might just do it in a moment's time. On, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And the moment that the bread limitation was broken and the, the natural laws were suspended, the bread could multiply and the fish could multiply. And the need of humanity there that day could be met. Hallelujah. That act established that he knew he was creator. And when we pray the prayer of faith, we need to know we're connected to Creator, Hallelujah, in Jesus' name. Uh, I could go on this morning. There's other things there, but that's not what I'm going to do. What kind of limitations do you need broken off this morning? I want to pray a prayer of faith. Uh, gentlemen, you can move this podium back if you want. <clears throat> I want to pray a prayer of faith. But uh, do you have lack of some sort going on in your life? Do you have some unbelief? Do you have fear? Do you have uh, doubt? Do you have uh, 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 some things that you're wrestling with and it, it has just tied you spiritually, tied you up for, for some time? Do you have some kind of uh, bad habits that need to be broken? Do you have some condition or diagnosis that needs to be broken? And I don't care whether it's a knee or a hip, brothers. We can, we can suspend natural laws and this morning and just ask God to insert new, what is that, cartilage? Cartilage in the joints. And he can do that without the knife. Hallelujah.